Welcome to the Lab Podcast, where we empower women to use the repertoire to heal and thrive. I'm Lynn Rain. I'm Regina Chow Trammell. And I'm Yvette Latende. We are Latina, Asian, and Black professional women. There is a need for professional women to share their perspectives while navigating our roles. We cover cultural ways of thinking that shape this discussion and share practical tips for managing stress, thinking through identity, navigating life stage change, and living in abundance. This is The Lab. What do you think of it? Why does an, how, why does an abundance mindset, as opposed to abundant living, bypass some of the issues people face? Well, that's a great point, um, Regina. So when I was listening to um, Lynn talk about value and being intentional, um, part of what prompted me to write the book about Black abundance is that's even a countercultural idea. How often do you read about Blackness or Black people and you see in the sentence anything about abundance or strengths, right? So if you think about it structurally, there's so much, you know, and social theories helps us understand about how these structures were created, right? They're not in our imagination. They are in policies. They are in practices that actually have educated a lot of anti-Blackness, a lot of anti-Asian sentiment, a lot of anti-Latina or immigrant sentiment. Like people have learned these things intentionally through formal education for lots of years. So of course we wouldn't be insulated from that same education, right? And being having that mindset. So it's even countercultural for us to be able to reach back and see value and strength in a place where we've been told over and over, you really don't have value or strengths unless it's monetary. Right. But at the same time, not acknowledging that there are structures and policies and practices that have been in place for hundreds of years to make sure that certain groups of people don't have financial stability or wealth. Right. So you're kind of being judged for not having value for, you know, not having the fiscal together at the same time, kind of disregarding that whole history that intentionally created like those systems to make sure that some people didn't have fiscal stability and wealth. So that is countercultural to even be able to know that it isn't just about fiscal, right? That what I bring and the strengths and passions and the cultural wealth of navigating um, complex situations, complex communication skills, right? Um, believing and having faith um, in a situation that looks completely dark, right? or being able to use those wellness strategies when you don't have access to $150 massage. To me, that's like abundance that you're pulling from someplace. Um, and I think that's just very important because um, those strategies, like I mentioned earlier, in my own case, right? Um, I could talk about something called misogynoir. Um, which was a term coined by um, Mona Bailey. And it's, talk, it's to talk about like a specific hate towards Black women in this country, right? And how that specific hate turns into economic oppression, how it turns into contingent working situations. So those are like very real things. But even in my situation, having all those barriers, me being able to pull back, well, what's in my faith repertoire? 
that I can use. And then in my cultural background, we've had to be very innovative and creative. We've had to create economic situations and businesses and, and find out how to become fiscally stable outside of getting loans, typical loans from banks. And they're not going to promote me at work. So what are, what are the skills that I have that I can use to create other streams for myself? So I think, I think pulling of that abundance mindset um, in, lieu, in, in face of the structural issues are very important, but they're there. Those strengths and things are there and there are ways for us to use all of that great stuff. But first we have to acknowledge that we have value and strength, right? And put those formulas together and we already have models for it, right? From my background, if you think about black feminists and black civil rights leaders and I have so much that I could pull from of how to get around all kinds of political health, mental health, fiscal barriers, but I have to first acknowledge that that's a value, that that's a strength, right? And that's even a, a shift in mindset to be able to look at myself and where I come from in a positive way. And that's countercultural because that is not taught in school or in this society or in any workplace that I've been in. Um, so yeah, um, Regina, what do you think about having an abundance mindset as opposed to abundant living? given some of the structural barriers. Yeah, I think I love what you just said and it caused me to think, I'm like, no wonder I just always have the scarcity in the back of my mind of it. Cause you're right. It's been inculcated, right? I just feel like as an Asian American woman, first of all, I'm petite. So people always think that they can kind of like put their arm on my head or so, you know what I mean? There's just these little reminders all the time. And um, I just think there's just, there isn't a lot of space for us, right? Like, I think for me as an Asian woman, I really try to step in into places where I need to kind of push for my voice to be heard. And so every time I say something, I try to bring in a story of my culture because I want to educate people of, like you said, the cultural wealth, because if we don't change people's hearts and minds by our presence, then we really can't have an impact and an influence. And how do we continue to live? Right. It's, I have sons that, you know, present Asian, you know, that, or I don't know, some people think who knows, but you know, they're going to present Asian. I just want to make sure that they have space for them. And so I just, I just think this, this structural issue is tricky, but I think what we're doing, I mean, I think with this podcast, right, we're creating a space. I look at the podcast space. I'm like, there's not a lot with our voices there. So we kind of have to be strong enough and draw from each other and draw from our histories to show up, which I think is really challenging. And like you said, it's countercultural and it, the structures aren't there. We're, you know, we're doing this practically and monetarily cheaply because we, you know, people aren't throwing money at us to make this podcast. I'm just saying, we'll see, we'll see what happens. Listeners comment, <laughs> give us a good rating, but I'm just saying like, I think yeah, this abundant living is really, really a challenge. So I, I don't think I have a lot of great answers, but I, I like some of the takeaways that um, Lynn, you mentioned. Um, 
yeah, what do you think, Lynn and Yvette, what are some key takeaways, key strategies to promote this mindset? Um, and what can organizations do to help us? Yeah, that's a great question, Regina. I think, you know, as we're, as I was hearing Yvette talk and, and, and I hear you, Regina, and, you know, it really reminded me of those, you know, real structural issues that are at play. And, you know, I, I have tons of stories that's for another podcast, but of ways that I was not let in or, you know, was not, you know, I, I wasn't in the running, you know, I couldn't be even in the running, right. I couldn't even place my name on the hat. And, but I think that some takeaways is a few. I think it's re- reminding ourselves of our ancestors' stories. You know, like I think, um, you know, that you, you, you mentioned some things um, in your cultural background. And I think about, you know, Latinos' immigration stories and how brave, you know, our ancestors have been to come to this country in all sorts of forms, but sometimes very dangerous way. They were courageous men and women you know, that crossed the border to make it here. And, you know, borrowing, um, or not even borrowing, but, you know, owning some of that courage, right, from your ancestors. I think taking up space, I think that's another one. I think oftentimes these structural systems, like Yvette was mentioning, make us feel small, right? Like you just mentioned people patting you on the head because you're petite. Um, they're making you feel small, not allowing others to make you feel small, but taking up the space, owning the space, taking up the space. No one can make you feel small unless you allow them to make you feel small. So I would say that's one of my um, big, you know, like takeaways from our discussion today is, is taking up the space and knowing that you do have a lot of strengths and resources in your family upbringing and your ancestors that you can pull from that and take up space and not allow others to make you feel small. What do you think of that? What are some takeaways for our listeners today? Those are great tips, Lynn. I like that. Um, I'm thinking about the stories that you've been telling Regina about time with your family. And I'm thinking about how every paper I've published in the last two years, I think I've published about four things, have gone back to stories about my mother and father. And so that means that those connections are sacred. And that means that I have to protect my time so that I can still make time for those connections. So for me, a strategy is making time to connect with people that strengthen me. Because the more time that I spend, I hear those strategies. I hear how they got through that issue and that situation and that circumstance. Another thing is I think sharing your story. Um, My research agenda has shifted after COVID. Now I'm doing autoethnography and it's healing to connect my story to larger story of black women in the United States and globally, right? And in learning their story and sharing my story, I'm picking up strategies. This is not new. Black women have been through these challenges before and they have loads of strategies that they've used and they've managed to be, to thrive, right? And be successful in their own way. So those will be my thing, protecting our time um, for those connections to learn from our ancestors and family and not even older ones. I learned so much from my 20 year old. I learned so much from my 18 year old. 
right, about what they're thinking, their perspective, and then strategies I could be using, um, and then sharing your story, because I think that's healing. And in you sharing your story, you should be doing research about other people's stories to pick up those strategies. What about you, Regina? I agree. I mean, I just think my main my main thing is kind of similar to what you said of it, which is making time. I think that's so important because I think when we live in scarcity, we spend time in the wrong place because we're trying to get get that feeling, take it away, you know, have that feeling disappear. It's never going to disappear. It's never going to disappear. Spend time in the right place in the right places. Maybe you have to leave a certain place event. I know you, you can talk stories about that one. You can, you can leave a certain place so that your time can be spent. Time is a huge resource. And I think that's definitely is hopefully listeners that you're hearing that, that I think a lot of a theme that we're saying is just finding strength and spending time in that strength in your communities and your ancestors. It takes investment where we put our treasures in. That's where abundance flows, right? And so time, resources, and I love that we get to do this together. This is so life-giving for me to speak and hear your stories, Yvette and Lynn. This is selfishly why I wanted to do this so I can learn and hear strategies from you all. So I'll leave us and end us our episode today and just want to thank you listeners for joining us in the Latino, Asian, Black, the lab podcast. Please leave a review and comment on this episode and tell us what you learned. Please tell us or put into practice as you live into abundance. What did you put into practice? Leave a comment, please. And tune in next time for a rich discussion on work-life balance. That's going to be a good one. And we will see you then and hear you then. Take care. Thanks for listening to the lab podcast where we empower women to use their repertoire to heal and thrive. This podcast is for educational purposes only and should not be a replacement for professional services, including psychotherapy. Please leave a comment on how this content has served you and find out how to reach us in the show notes.